illegal participation on the defense. 15-yard penalty from the previous spot remains first down. This had better be a big play after all of that. Second down at eight, four and a half to go in the half, six nothing Beavers. Jonathan from the right hash from the zone 25, goes back to throw, and throws the out, and it's caught, and it's going to be a big play! Chad Johnson down the left sideline, nobody will catch Chad, and it's a touchdown 75 yards for the Beavers! This is the moment, and right here will tell perhaps all about that. Third and one and a half from the right hash. Simon's in the handoff, can't cut to the left, first down and more, 30, 25, 20, Simonton on his way, 10, into the end zone, touchdown Beavers, and the streak is going to end here tonight. The snap on target to Nick. he gets a much better punt away here, Sammy Strotter back to his 30 yard line, starts up the middle, gets to the 40, he's got a seam, 45 midfield, 45, 40, he's got a chance to go, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. Welcome to Illegal Participation, the official podcast of the Heiner Tailgater. Recording this while friendly ensconced at the Heiner Tailgater headquarters, I'm your host and the big bald guy behind the grill, Bill Heine Heinrich. Joining me, as always, from Twin Pines Vineyards and Airbnb, the director of thermodynamic lipid immersion, my co-host and brother, the Beach. Beach, how are you doing tonight? You know what, Billy? I'm doing okay. I got back. I didn't get home uh, from from uh, driving back from the Eugene Airport until I think about one o'clock yesterday or this morning. Sounds about right. Yeah, and uh, slept a little bit. Went to work. Worked for about six, seven hours, and now I'm here recording this with you because that's the kind of brother I am. That's how I am. Um, I uh, same thing. Got back. Well, I got back about midnight. Put all my stuff away, got to sleep, got up early, went into work, got all the stuff done there. And then, you know, Peyton, my oldest, his favorite movie of all time is The Incredibles. Came out in 2004 when he was... Three? Uh, no, not even, dude. He was born in 2002. So he was like 27 wow. months old. Wow. But it's literally one of his oldest memories. Hmm. First movie he ever went and saw in the theater. And he made it all the way through? He made it all the way through. And actually, he made it in his own seat almost all the way through until the end where it started getting kind of tense. Mm-hmm. And I had to put him on my lap. But he was transfixed by that movie. He's watched it more than others. He could recite that movie line for line. Favorite movie of all time. But as much as he remembers going to the movie, he doesn't really remember watching the movie on the big screen. And for Disney's 100th anniversary, they're releasing um, classic movies for just like a, a 10 day to two week um, Run. shot. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so September 1st to, I believe, September 10th is The Incredibles. The only place it was playing was up in Beaverton. 
So it's weird. You you would think they would have put that on more screens, only for the fact that it's a it's a good kid movie. You you'd think, but you know how many people were in there with us? Maybe how many? maybe ten. Really? But it was all the way up in Cedar Hills, yeah. Well, you know, part of the issue is, you know, most of that stuff is accessible on Disney Plus now, where everybody's got the DVD or the Blu-ray or the. Yep. I don't know if those ever came out on VHS, but yeah, uh, we were talking about yeah. that. We were making fun of that today, but oh, watching on VHS, man, it was good. It was good to see it again on the big screen, though. Crisp, the sound was amazing, mm-hmm. and it was great. And of course, Gunner loves that movie. He's never seen it on the big screen, mm-hmm. and so we all, all three of us, enjoyed it. But I just got home. Quite frankly, I'm gonna be frank here. I don't even know what happened in half these games. Beach, we're gonna be raw dogging this almost all the way through. <laughs> Well, I was going to go back. You know, one of my my favorite uh, the, with the Incredibles is the the voice of uh, Mr. Incredible. Who does the voice? Craig T. Nelson. Yeah, Craig T. Nelson who played Coach. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a little bringing it back to football there. Yep, yep, yep. So. But anyways, love that movie. It was great to see it on the big screen. The music's incredible. The voice talents are incredible. It's just it's it's a really great movie. And it's got that mid-century modern look to oh, it. Oh yeah, well it's set because it, yeah. it's set in 1962. Nice. But uh, yeah, and it's just a movie about family. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Um, because and that's the thing about all of their all of their superpowers have to relate to their position in the family, right? Because Mr. Incredible, the, he's the dad. He's got to be the one that's strong for everyone. He's the protector. Exactly. Mrs. Incredible, the mom, she has to be super flexible to meet everybody's needs. Mm-hmm. Violet, the teenage daughter, she just kind of wants to be invisible. Mm-hmm. Right. And she puts a force field around herself. Yeah. Dash. He's the, the adolescent kid. He's just a bundle of energy. Right. Mm-hmm. Just go, go, go. And Jack, Jack, he's the baby. He's completely unpredictable. And that's how they all got their powers. That's how that's where their powers come from. Kind of funny. Yep. All right. Well, I want to, uh, Say that uh, the purpose of illegal participation is for us to talk beaver sports, tailgating, anything else we find interesting every week. Just generally have some fun. Um, remember, if you want to listen to us, you can do so on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, uh, Podbean, pretty much any other podcatcher you have. If you want to get in touch with us, HeinertTailgator at gmail.com, at HeinertTailgator on Twitter, or HeinertTailgator on Facebook. Um, and guess what? We're not going to do any other sports news today because I don't have any of it written down. Mm, okay. And we've got 13 games to talk about. Okay. Really? Yes, Beach. Do you hear that? I do. <laughs> Holy crap. It's amazing that that dang thing knows to go off as soon as I'm done with, with sports news. I didn't know that. Yeah. Hold on here. Hold on. Billy. Yes, Beach. This just in. The Ducks got railed over the weekend, losing 34 to 38 versus Oregon State. <laughs> oh, 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 shit. This is the update from last year's Civil War. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Probably something the, the uh, UFO would like to forget. Uh, it was uh, so embarrassing for them. Uh, shameful, was. really. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, hold on, hold on. Here comes another one. Are yeah. You, hold on, hold on. Here we go. I was gonna clean my room until Billy. I yes, Beach. This just in. The University of Oregon showed their fans real class by beating up PSU 81-7 to over the weekend. 
like the bully on the playground beating up the one-legged blind midget with a case of anal leakage. Way to go. Congrats, ducks. You greedy fucking sons of bitches. Bailing on the Pac-12 to chase the almighty dollar while you flush 100 years of history and tradition down the toilet. Fucking bastards. This has been your Heiner Tailgater update from Eugene. And as you listeners can tell, Bill isn't bleeping out F-bombs this year. Or uh, letting them fly. <laughs> All right, Beach. Well, with that said and done, um, it was week one in the Pac-12. You ready to go under further review for week number one in the Pac-12? After further review, the runner did cross the line. The Touchdown. Let's do this. All right, Beach. So we actually have kind of a week zero game. Um, Saturday, August 26th. San Jose State at USC. Do you remember mm-hmm. who everybody picked? You, me, and Kyle. I hate you, Kyle. Well, we all picked San Jose, even though, or we all picked USC, even though we were all rooting for San Jose. Yeah. Because kind of like the Ducks, bunch of fucking bastards. Yep. Um, Zachariah Branch caught a short pass from quarterback Caleb Williams, accelerated, turning defenders into turnstiles as he zigzagged downfield. The freshman then broke out Cristiano Ronaldo's iconic goal celebration for his first touchdown, leaping and twisting and screaming to the sky. Now, uh, Williams, the Heisman Trophy winner from last year, has a dangerous new teammate joining him for Southern California's pursuit of a national championship. Williams himself passed for 278 yards and four touchdowns, and Branch made a looks friend to be with a 96-yard kickoff return and a 25-yard TD reception as USC knocked off San Jose State 56-28. to Wow. Yeah. Sad. Yep. So then moving on, Beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next game was on Thursday, August 31st. Mm-hmm. And that was Florida at Utah. And we all picked – did we all pick Utah on that? No, we all did not. Kyle oh, I Kyle I... and I all did. Oh, you took I did Florida. Not. Correct. Son of a bitch. Backup quarterback Bryson Barnes threw for a 70-yard TD pass to Money Parks on Utah's first play of the game, rushed for another score, and number 14 Utah beat Florida 24-11 on Thursday night in the opener for both teams. Nate Johnson split time at quarterback with Barnes for the Utes with usual starter Cam Rising still recovering from a knee injury that he suffered in the Rose Bowl. Utah clamped down on defense in Rising's absence, forcing a turnover and getting five sacks. Graham Mertz threw for 333 yards and a touchdown and interception in his first start for the Gators. Ricky Pearsall had 92 yards on eight receptions. Florida drove inside the red zone four times, but totaled only 10 points on those drives. So, Beach, in the last eight quarters of play against two consecutive Pac-12 teams, Florida has scored 13 points. Excuse me, 14 points. Wow. And only one touchdown. Kind of pathetic. Yep. And Beach, for Ute, for Florida, that was their first non-conference away game outside of the state of Florida. So it means they might have played a non-conference away game at Miami or mm-hmm. at Florida State, but those were in the state of Florida. So their yeah. first non-conference away game outside of the state of Florida since 1991. Holy crap. Yeah. Kind of ridiculous, huh? That That's insane. Isn't that nuts? And if you go back to 1989, they've only had two because in 1989 they played at Memphis. Wow. 
Kind of nuts, that, huh? Yeah, this that does seem crazy. Yeah. So everybody comes to them. Pretty much, or they don't go anywhere. Yeah, wow. Um, I think that's more of a thing. So you're thinking one play. Yeah, either you throw it to the single, okay. the covered receiver, receiver, the corner. You All right, so Kyle and I got the win there. Up next, also on that night, Beach, Southern Utah at Arizona State. That's exactly what I expected, the young quarterbacks. Uh, okay, good. So who do you got? Who did you have? Uh, didn't we all pick Arizona State? We all did, Beach. So, Beach, the Sun Devils found a way to win that game, slogging their way through an ugly second half in Coach Kenny Dillingham's debut. Jaden Rashada threw for 236 yards and two touchdowns, and Arizona State withstood a more than two-hour weather delay to beat Southern Utah just 24-21 to early Friday. Wow. Yeah. The Sun Devils were in control in the first half, taking a 21-7 lead early, but then thunderstorms followed, um, and then uh, dust got blown up, and the game was delayed, and then a steady rain still fell once play resumed. Mm. There was only a couple hundred fans remaining in the stands, and uh, the Sun Devils didn't play that great in the rain <laughs> against uh, Southern uh, Southern Utah. Well, they, they probably don't see it at home very often. Yep. So, but hey, a W is a W. Yep. So they're out. They're outscored fourteen to three in the second half. And, and you know, I'm not as bitter to Arizona and Arizona State. Uh, Arizona, uh, yes. Arizona State, less. Why is that? Well, because Arizona State was about ready to bail, and then they kind of calmed them down. Um, until Friday when everything blew up, the two teams of of the ones that have bailed, the the two team, well, other than Stanford and Cal, they're kind of out there. But of the other, what, eight? Mm-hmm. The two I have the most respect for are probably Arizona State and Utah. Because I think they hung around the longest. Mm-hmm. Trying to make things work. So, all right, Beach. So, we all took the win there. Okay, so... Now, the rest of the games were on Friday, and, and just to be clear, oh, the rest of the games were on Friday. I mean, on Saturday. To be clear, you and I didn't watch any of these games. Nope, nope. We were flying. Yeah, we were flying and then playing at the uh, amusement park because we went to the game down in San Jose. Yep. Yep. Kind of made the call and everything fell into place and we went. So we're kind of talking out of our butts when we. I, I've seen a few highlights, but I haven't even seen that much. I haven't seen anything. Yeah. So. Alrighty, first up, Beach, we had Stanford at Hawaii. I guess that game was on Friday. Hmm. Stanford, Stanford versus Hawaii. Hawaii. Correct. How that? How that? Well, I'm assuming Stanford won. How 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 did the game turn out? Well, Beach, I'm here. I gotta okay. open up the thing. Oh, they us. God damn it! See, it's gonna pull up every I'm time. About. I'm gonna have to fucking. Can you still hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Ashton Daniels, Stanford quarterback Ashton Daniels passed for 249 yards and two TDs, and Stanford opened up its season with a 37-24 victory over Hawaii on that Friday night. Now, Mm. the Cardinal were making their debut under new coach Troy Taylor, who spent the last four seasons at Sacramento State. Daniels, a sophomore, made his first career start. He completed a 25-36 of passes and was not intercepted. Okay. So there you go. You know, I was reading an article the other day and it was talking about Stanford and um, 
Sanford and Cal joining what they joined the, the ACC. Correct. And and another team, ML. What was the other team that joined? There were three teams that joined SMU. The ACC. SMU. But what was really weird was they referred to Stanford as the Stanford Athletics. And I'm like, I don't. They said something, something. The 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 Cal SMU, and then Stanford What's Athletics. That's weird. It was, it was weird, yeah. And I'm like, uh, aren't they the Cardinal? Well, yeah. So, and I and I was trying to make it read like, oh, the Athletics, you know, like, <laughs> but it wasn't. It it didn't read that way. It it read like they were calling them the Athletics, like the A's. Hmm. So, That's anyway, weird. just I thought it was weird. I never heard that term. Thought I'd ask you if you've ever heard them referred to as that. No. Since they're a carler and not a like thing. Yeah, it's weird. But anyway, all right, okay. Well, so good, good for Stanford, bad for Hawaii. Yep. And we all picked Hawaii, so we don't get the point there. Next up, Beach. All the games, the rest of the games. How's, well, how's their new? No, where's their new coach from? Sacramento State. And pretty, pretty decent. We'll see. Could be. Okay. They beat Hawaii. Yeah, and beat them over there, right? Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's good. So the next games are on Saturday, September 2nd. We had Colorado at a ranked TCU team. And this is prime time's first first game in the first game game with the Bucks. Yep. (laughs) Um, And and everybody bailed, and he blew this team up, and he got rid of about 57 guys. Yeah. Good golly. Uh, and we, did we pick Colorado? All three of us took TCU. Okay, because we just thought they screwed up that team. And yep. how well did they play him? We know they won. How well how well did they play him? Well, Shadur Sanders, Prime's son, who's starting quarterback, threw for a school record 510 yards with four TDs. The game winner, a 46-yard catch and run by true freshman Dylan Edwards with 425 left. And the Buffs pulled off an opening shocker with a 45 to 42 win over 17th ranked TCU, last year's national runner-up. Wow. Yeah. Two-way starter Travis Hunter, Edwards, and Shadur Sanders were are among 87 newcomers at Colorado, which only won one game last season and has only two winning records since 2005. That is freaking crazy. Yeah. You know, you figure he assembled this team, first first year coach, brand new guys, not a whole lot of structure. How many guys came from his old college? A lot. I mean, his son did. Okay. So like 30, 40? How? Quite a few. But, you know, yes, TCU's ranked 17th. Yes, they were national runner-up last year, but they didn't have a great defense last year, and it looks like they don't have a great defense this year. <laughs> okay. Well, still, still, the only way you look at it, though, the fact that it's his first, uh, I mean, and again, maybe he's got that structure coming that he poached most of his players from his old university. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't but, know. But but that's that's still interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how they do the rest of this year. It's, yeah. It just, by first game, it makes it intriguing to, to it's watch. It's impressive, and you know that'll just get the fans there pumped up. Yeah, yeah. So, and they've got some athletes, but we'll, we'll just see. Like I said, they didn't really play a defense, so. But he got the win. Yep. So he okay, did get that. next. All right. Next up, Beej, we had Portland State at Oregon. Yeah. The, the little midget they got the crap beat out of him. So how'd that one go, Billy? <laughs> <laughs> 
well, Beach. Oregon quarterback Bo Nix threw for 287 yards and three TDs before heading for the bench early in the third quarter. And number 15, Oregon built a 43-point halftime lead en route to an 81-7 victory over Portland State on Saturday. It was the most points for the Ducks in a game in the modern era and a scoring record at Autzen. The um and and the only real positive for Portland State is this brings in a ton of revenue. Yeah, their, I think it made them like five hundred thousand. Yeah, so it help, helps fund their even though it's it's a it's a railing they uh they at least get uh, some cash out of it. Yeah, like a like a dirty prostitute. So yeah, I just and uh, yeah. Well, you know, as it, you you and I were talking about over the weekend, like Riley said, it's not the job of the the team winning no. to 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 not score. It's the job of the the team playing them to stop them from scoring. And I and I, I agree. They pulled Bo Nix out. I'm assuming they used their second, third string, and yeah, you know, maybe even the ball boy in there. Well, and he only ran like one time. drive into the second half. Mm-hmm. But still, I mean, it was like fifty to seven at halftime. Yeah, it would be and, it'd be nice. And there's to a certain point. Pick. Well, there's a certain point. I want. I know you want your guys to take some live fire. You want them to play somebody else, right? You mm-hmm. want them to get some game experience. But at that point, are they really getting any experience? No. You're obviously a lot better, a lot bigger, a lot faster, a lot stronger. Mm-hmm. So what are you know? What what are you getting from? What are they getting at? Are they, just yeah. a, just a, you'd be better off playing an internal scrimmage. Exactly. Yeah. Than than exactly. to be playing Portland State because the 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 quality is so different. Yeah. But. Yeah. Well, weren't 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 the Ducks the one that said we'll play any game, anytime, anywhere? No, you're thinking of uh, uh, Fresno State. Is that what they said? Yeah. That was with their old coach Pat Hill. Oh, okay. Okay. So, all right, we all got the win there. Next up, Beach, Boise State at. Washington. Did I pick Boise State on this one? No, we all took Washington. Did we? Okay. I like Boise State, though. Oh. Except for when you play them. But other than that, I like them. Yeah. How'd they do? They play at, they played at UW, huh? Yep. Washington quarterback Michael Penix Jr. threw for 450 yards and matched his career high with five touchdown passes. And Washington overwhelmed Boise State 56-19 in the team's season opener Saturday. Penix kicked off his final college season in a Heisman Trophy campaign with terrific passing performance following a couple shaky drives in the opening moments of the game. Penix was 29-40 passing and three touchdowns to four receivers. Wow. Yeah. And you at Dubs expect to be pretty darn good this year, correct? Yes. Yes. They expect him to go one or number one or number two in the pack? Well, I mean, if you look at who's ranked right now, you've got USC, Utah, Oregon, Washington, and Oregon State all ranked. Okay. And they're all in the top 20, I believe. Wow. So, yeah. Going to be interesting but when they, those teams start playing each other. Yep, they really thumped old Boise State. And usually you get a pretty good game out of Boise State, but, man, they yeah. thumped them good. Well, well, and I think Boise State always plays better at home, though. Uh, yeah, I, I, well, I mean, they, they beat, they beat, uh, they beat, um, Oregon at Oregon though. Oh, did they? Yeah, they've beaten Oregon at, at Autzen. 
Alrighty, so we all got the win there. Next up, Beach. Interesting game. Cal at North Texas. Hmm. Again, knowing that the Pac-12 swept, know that Cal won this one, but how'd the game turn out? Well, Beach, Jaden Ott rushed for 188 yards and two touchdowns. Isaiah Infance scored three times, and Cal beat North Texas 58-21 on Saturday, a day after the Golden Bears agreed to join the ACC conference. Cal was playing about 40 miles from SMU, who will also be going along to the ACC, along with Stanford. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy. 58-20, to 20, that, that's putting up some points. That that's that's un um, uncharacteristic of the most recent Cal team. Yep. yep. So yeah, it's going to be uh, that that's interesting. It means the Cal could be a threat this year. Well, and I just want well maybe and, and North Texas might just might not be that good. Mm-hmm. So, but still, I mean, you put up fifty eight points on the road in a yeah. season opening game. That's impressive. Yeah, absolutely. All right, next up. USC played again in this in week one. Nevada at USC. And USC won, and I'm sure it was a, a routing. What how'd that one turn out? Well, Beach, Caleb Williams threw for 319 yards and hit Taj Washington with two of his five touchdown passes, leading USC to a 68-14 victory over Nevada. Zachariah Branch, Michael Jackson III, and Brendan Rice also caught TD passes from Heisen Trophy winner. And the Trojans followed up their blowout of San Jose State with another route of a Mountain West opponent at the Coliseum. They had 668 yards in offense and 66 points. 66 points matched the highest uh, they'd ever scored under Lincoln Riley. I hate. I, I just have such hatred for USC. It's it's uh, that's all I can. Oh, I agree. I'm just gritting my teeth right now. I, I just don't. Yeah. Screw them. So, yeah, I mean, screw them. I mean, again, they're the ones that chinked the armor that caused it all to fall apart. And had yeah. they not done what they did, you know, there's that. Uh, I don't know if if you saw that meme going around, but it was um it was like a uh uh clip from uh, Parks and Rec mm-hmm. and it had them arguing over who broke it, who broke it, who broke it. And, and everybody was labeled as a certain team. And, and um, I'm not enough Park and Rec fan, but the one guy in there, the, the older guy never watched he, it. He, yeah. I never watched either, but I can appreciate the comedy, you know, like he broke it. No, I was never here. He did. He did it. Right. And, and then the guy who's got USC under him, under his, you know, on it around it, under his, under his face there, he walks up and talks to the camera and he says, yeah, I broke it. It was me. I broke it. <laughs> Sons yeah. of bitches. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, everybody else is blaming everybody else when when it all it all started with USC. Oh, yeah. Yep. So yep. hopefully hopefully they will just get uh, hammered throughout the season and uh, they will wonder why they ever did what they did. Oh, we all and know then, what they did. They and did. Then, then the Big Ten can make them their bitch and just beat the hell out of them. All right, Beach. Up next, Washington State at Colorado State. Ooh, uh, Washington State won this one. Correct. And Colorado State, we we talked. Didn't we say they were really relatively good this year? No. Or last year? No. Oh, okay. 
Will Beach, Washington State quarterback Cameron Ward threw for three TDs and ran for another, and Jaden Hicks returned an interception 37 yards for a TD, and Washington State beat Colorado State 50-24 to on Saturday night. Ward was 37-49 to for 451 yards passing, including touchdowns of three yards to Kyle Williams, 12 yards to Nakia Watson, and 25 yards to Josh Kelly. Ward also rushed for 40 yards, including a one-yard score, helping Washington State start the season with a victory for the fifth time in six years. And, and other than uh, other than our uh, our game against him, I hope Washington State continues to kick ass throughout the season. Correct. All right. All right. Next up is it Beavs yet, or we still got another no, game? No, we got Northern Arizona at Arizona. Ooh, I didn't have to go very far. Did it rain for them too? Did it rain for them too? What do you yeah. mean? Oh, oh, uh, well, they're farther south. As okay. the Laura Audible's at the line. They're they're farther south because they're almost on the border. Oh, okay. They're a couple hours away. All right. So no rain for them. So how'd that turn out? Well, Beach, Jaden Delora accounted for four touchdowns. Quarterback Jaden Delora. Mm-hmm. Takario Davis returned. Uai Galele's blocked field goal. I wonder if that's his brother. I was gonna say, didn't didn't don't we know that name? Yeah, let me look it up. I, I didn't and how know did, this. How 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 did uh, how did Parker pronounce? That? I can't remember. Because we were we were driving we were driving in the rental car listening to to Parker after the game, and you're like, so that's how it's pronounced. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot of syllables in that one. That's a tough one. A lot so of vowels, from... a lot of consonants, some not not normally put together. Okay, he's the cousin. He's the cousin of DJ. Okay. Cousin of DJ. I think it's Yui Galele. I think it's Yui Galele. I can't remember. His cousin blocked field goal, and it was returned 85 yards for a score, and Arizona opened up the season with a 38-3 win over Northern Arizona on Saturday night. If, if you can read this, think the Phoenicians. Pretty much. <laughs> so Arizona beat Northern Arizona. Okay. Okay. So, and then last up, UC, uh, Coastal Carolina at UCLA. Coastal Carolina. Yeah. At, at That's a long-ass uh, flight. Fine yes, completions. That, that, uh, short of New York, that's probably as far as you can get. So, wow. Uh, they probably had to suffer from jet lag. Can't wait for it to happen to UCLA when they have to take six flights a year over there. Anyway, um, how did bitch shits do, Billy? <laughs> well, Beach, uh, true freshman quarterback Dante Moore threw two touchdowns in his first collegiate game, and UCLA pulled away in the second half for a 27-13 victory over Coastal Carolina. Now, Moore, who's the first five-star recruiting who's the first five-star recruit during Chip Kelly's six seasons in UCLA, directed the Bruins to his scores in four of his six drives. The 18-year-old from Detroit came into the game in the second quarter and completed 7 of 12 passes for 143 yards with an interception. Hmm. Alrighty. That was my big question with UCLA was who was going to be playing quarterback. So. So. 
Anyways, so yeah, so UCLA won. So, after it's all said and done, Beach, Kyle and I ended up with, because there was 12 games we picked for the week, mm-hmm. Kyle and I ended up with 9 out of 12, and you ended up with 8 out of 12. Well, I'm still within, still within. Uh, now you're done. I would just quit picking if I were you. <laughs> um, so. All right. All right, Beach. So let's talk about the last week of the game or last. Man, last, I am all over. Game. Yeah, I am well, all just, over the place. They served beer at the, at the movie theater. Today, I, Bill? You know, they did. And I should have had some. <laughs> Might have straightened me out. Last game, Beach Sunday, just yesterday as we record this, Oregon State at San Jose State. It was kind of cool having a game on a Sunday. It was. You know, and, and I have to say, um, the, the fans that we sat around at the game yeah. were all really nice and cordial. I agree. Um, granted, they, they I think they kind of knew what they were expecting with the game. Yeah. Um, and, and I think the outcome was kind of somewhat expected, but we looked good. Um, it was a beautiful venue. I, yeah. You know, so uh, before we get – too far before we get into the game itself. Yes. Um, it's, well, they're working on it, right? Yeah. They're working on it. Um, I know people say, well, it looked really small. Well, they tore out the bleachers on the one side and built an athletic department facility. So it's kind yeah. of like a combination of the Valley Center, which is at Oregon State, and kind of all the other athletic offices. Mm-hmm. So it's got their locker rooms for the football teams, but it's also got stuff for all the other athletic programs yeah and it's got meeting rooms and yeah, i was gonna say classrooms projection rooms exactly because it, it's not just an ex- football exclusive facility like like um valley is it's for all sports but they're working on it and so yeah. that was well, what they again, say it for, was nine million bucks yeah and again for that small of a university yeah um it it, it was a huge investment for them yeah and and I mean, it's it's awesome. And they they said uh, when you look across, and I don't know if anybody was following Billy and I while we were down there, but if you looked at it, um, they had a walkway, and you could see the the there was a big box building with uh, skyboxes in it. But the gentleman in front of us told us the plan is eventually they will put bleachers up to those skyboxes. Yeah, they, they just could have to do it in but, phases. Yeah, that's the next phase. But but even then, it was like I said, it was it was I thought it was a nice venue. It's not a huge stadium, but it was a nice stadium. They seemed to fill it up pretty well. Um, well, and it was funny, too, because he was kind of like, well, yeah, you know, we can't do it all at once. And we were like, we didn't do our stadium all at once. It's been going on for 20 years. Yeah. I mean, you know? literally. Yeah. I mean, since we've been uh, well, when when we started going to the games back in 91, the Valley Center was just completed, wasn't the it? The Valley Center was completed and they put in the first sky boxes above the press box. And the cover. That's when the cover, yep. the main, the big cover went the on. The bigger cover now, was on. That yep. Literally, since 1991, that's been completely torn down. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, the I mean, Valley Center's been, an been thing. Yeah, the Valley Center's been completely renovated. Yep, and expanded several times over. Yeah, and and then the rest of the stadium has all been rebuilt. Yeah. So, so. I was like, hey, do it as you can, you know? Not everyone's got a, 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 a giant donor like a Phil Knight that can, you know, pony up a billion dollars to yeah, lavish yeah. on your program. Yeah. And, and even though you're, you're living in uh, Silicon Valley there, I'm sure a great deal of money goes to Cal and to Stanford. 
mm-hmm. probably doesn't find its way to the to the smaller universities in the area. Yeah. Well, and like I was telling you, San Jose State was the state normal school. It was the teachers' college. Mm-hmm. So, and it's not just the teachers' college anymore, but that's really what it's kind of bread and butter is. So. Yeah. But Anyways, no, I, Beach. I, I thought it was nice and and uh, no, had a good time. Yep. So. Oregon State transfer quarterback DJ Yui Galele got off to a fast start for his new team, throwing three touchdown passes and running for two more to lead number 18 Oregon State to a 42-17 victory over San Jose State. The former five-star recruit lost his starting job at Clemson late last season and transferred to Oregon State where he had a spectacular de- debut. Mm-hmm. He completed all three passes on his opening drive and capped it off with a one-yard TD run. He added a 14-yard TD pass to Jack Velling on his third drive and ran it in again from the one on the next possession to give Oregon State a 21-3 lead over the Spartans at half. He then added two deep strikes in the second half, a 31-yarder to Jeremiah Noga in the third quarter when he had about five seconds to throw the ball without any pressure. He said, quote, I could have made a sandwich back there. And if you remember, Beach, that's what I said about him (laughs) in the stands. I go, man, he could have eaten a sandwich and taken a nap back there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he finished 20 for 25 for 239 yards. And Beach, that was the Beavs' first road opening win since 1999. Have we always had home games? No. So taking out any, any, any home opener, any season opening game that was home, right? Mm-hmm. So season opening game on the road, that was the first they'd won since 1999. That's not good. Do you know who the quarterback of that team was? Jonathan Smith. Correct. Down in Reno. But, oh, that was the Reno game? Yep. That's the one we went to. Yeah. That's the one where we all walked from downtown Reno up to the stadium, and there was just a sea of orange walking up the sidewalks yep. to the stadium. Yep. And they were serving margaritas and backpacks. Yep. They had backpacks full of margaritas, and they were, they'd order one, they'd give you a cup, and they just squirt it in. Yep, so, yep. Beach, running back Damian I Martinez. Been, I cannot a, believe it's been that long ago. Yep. Wow. So, uh, running back Damian Martinez added 145 yards rushing for the Beavs. Mm-hmm. And really, they probably could have had it 42-10 to 10 if they had held him out of the end zone on that last fourth down play, which they scored with four seconds to go. Yeah, yeah. So, But I thought the Beavs looked pretty good. I thought DJ looked pretty good. A- any injuries? No, uh, there was the one point where <coughs> Damien kind of got nicked up on the sideline, but it turned out to just be a cramp. Okay. Um, but other than that, I think they made it through pretty much unscathed. I thought DJ looked pretty good. I, I thought for the most part, it looked like he was going through his progressions pretty well. Yeah. Um, I think he did have, he had a couple passes I think he'd like back mm-hmm. that weren't the best decision. But I didn't think he looked too bad. No, no. And and for me, I mean, for the longest time, he's been just playing exclusively out of shotgun. And so to play a lot of snaps under center, mm-hmm. that's a big changeup for him. But I thought it looked pretty good. You know, they looked Charles solid. Was it wasn't Charles perfect. Was fun to, Charles was fun to watch at the end, too. Yep. True freshman Aiden Charles is only 17. Oh, he is fast. He is. I was telling you before the game that guy's quick and he's got a good arm. Yeah. Yep. So it'll be uh, it'll be fun to watch him and going in the future. I agree. I agree. So 
but we had a good time down there in San Jose. Yeah, are we are we going to make any more away games, do you think? I don't know. I might still make Washington State. I haven't decided yet. Okay. So yeah, you, you go go there with Kyle. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. Okay. Okay. Well, who'd who'd really want to meet Kyle anyway? You know. So it could be interesting to see what happens with, uh, you know, I, when we got down there, the those San Jose fans were asking, you know, would you mind being in the Mountain West? You know, you're gonna like that. And personally, I don't. I don't mind the Mountain West, right? Mm, you've got you've yeah. got some okay teams in the Mountain West. Yeah. San Jose State you, it hasn't been too bad. Boise State's usually not too bad. San Diego State's not too bad. Fresno State. Fresno State can be pretty good, you know. And it's it's not what I told them was, you know, I don't I don't mind playing Mountain West teams. I go the big problem is the amount of money you're going to get from the TV deal, right? Mm-hmm. Because the bees are used to a certain amount of funding. They, they like like the guy in front of us said, we're going to get double our our normal, and you're going to get cut in half. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you know, how's that going to work? Actually, when it comes to that beach, um, I was uh, reading uh, reading uh, an interesting thing. So it was kind of postulating on what Oregon State could do. Oregon State and Washington State. And it said, what if they didn't do anything for the next two years? For 24 and 25. They just go at large? Well, because, hold on. No, they just keep the Pac-12. Okay. So, so, but how do they fill up their schedule? Well, so, first of all, the, the, the college football playoff is voted on, I think, through 24. Or twenty six, or twenty four or twenty five. I can't can't remember which. But they said, what if they just kind of kept it at two, and then worked out some kind of deal with, say, the Mountain West to help fill out their schedule. Okay. Right. So the Mountain West would just play all their non conference games, or a majority of them, against those two schools. Okay. And then, the Pac twelve would still be getting college football playoff shares. Okay. But it would only be getting split between two schools. Okay. And that could also use revenue. So you could also use part of that to help uh, with your deal with the mountain West schools. Mm -hmm. So you're just like, Hey, I know you guys are just going to be playing us, but we can slide you a little money over here to help kind of fill out that, to help keep you guys a little bit more whole. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. And it said, you know, how would those how would the uh, other leagues that vote in the college how can they come back and vote to kill the Pac-12 when they're the ones that killed the Pac-12? That's kind of negotiating in bad faith. Uh-huh. It was just interesting. It's like Oh, I never thought about that. Because you get into this whole thing about collusion, negotiating in bad faith, you know, mm-hmm. um, having a monopoly on stuff, anti-competition. Mm-hmm. And you start going, well, possibly. So then that would let the Beavs and Washington State string it out a couple years mm-hmm. when all of the when a couple of the other leagues 
uh, when their current deals expire. Uh-huh. And then you could build a league. Yeah. And then you could build a league. They wouldn't have to pay any exit fees. And you'd have all the infrastructure and the intellectual property of the Pac-12. Held by two schools. Held those by two schools that are building the new league. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, I'm assuming is the stuff that's going on right now. We were talking, you know, you got lawyers looking into it. Oh, yeah. But is Oregon State working closely with Washington State? Oh, on I'm trying sure. to figure this out? I'm sure. Because, I mean. I'm sure. Well, my problem, too, is you look online, you always people going, they're not telling us what's going on. They're not doing anything. Well, just because they're not saying anything to the public yeah. doesn't mean they're not doing anything. Yeah. And trust me. They're going to examine everything, and they want every bullet in their gun they can have. Mm-hmm. So, and there's some interesting legal theories you can float out there. And like I said, you know, it's one of those things. How much of an asshole do you want to be? Mm-hmm. And really, how much of an asshole are you to the other teams that have already shown the kind of assholes they are? Uh-huh. So, and it could be interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So, well, Beach. So after that one week, like I said, uh, the Pac-12 went thirteen and zero in that first week. Kind of interesting. It, it, I, when was the last time the Pac-12 has done that? Uh, well, one, the Pac-12 has never opened up undefeated like that. Mm-hmm. Because the Pac-12 is only since what, twenty twelve or twenty thirteen? Something like that. Yeah, twenty twelve, I think. But um, I think the last time the league, whatever it was called at the time, opened up completely undefeated, I think it was 1930-something. Wow. Yeah. So and That was probably when they were the Pac-4. <laughs> yeah, they might not even be called the Pac at that point. So, But anyways, yeah, looking pretty good. Nice. All righty. Well, like I said, we are raw-dogging it, and I don't think we have – any, I, I don't even have a Tommy Tuberville to hand out this week. Two weeks in a row, no Tommy Tuberville. Hopefully, we have something next week. No, we're we're getting into the getting into the dirty part of the season, so hopefully, we'll see something. Yeah, well, I have a good, I have a feeling that Deion Sanders will make an appearance on that list at some point. Think so? Yeah, I think so. Is he kind of a hothead? Uh, he likes to talk. I mean, he always uh, has since he was in college. So, Alrighty, Beads, let's move on to this week's musical interlude. Ooh, and it's my turn. It is your turn. Okay. All right. Well, this song was written by Bob Thiel and George David Weiss. Uh, George David Weiss also was involved in The Lion Sleeps Tonight by The Tokens <laughs> and Can't Help Falling in Love with You by Elvis Presley. Uh, this song was released in 1967 as a single. It topped the pop chart in April of 1968 in the UK, but did poorly in the US. Uh, Larry Newton, who was the president at ABC Records at the time, hated the song and refused to promote it. Larry wanted the singer to sing a swingy pop song like Hello Dolly. When he heard the slow pace of this song, he tried to stop the session. The the guys in the uh, studio had to physically remove Larry and lock him out uh, so they could finish recording. Uh, another issue during the recording of this song 
was uh, uh, an issue that was caused by a, a nearby freight train whistle. It interrupted the recording twice, forcing the orchestra to go into overtime. They did not finish the song until 6 a.m. To make sure the orchestra members were paid their overtime, the singer, Louis Armstrong, only, ex uh, 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 only accepted musicians' union scale for his work uh, to the sum of $250. While the song failed to gain an audience in the U.S. in the 1960s, uh, Ralph the Dog sang it in a 1978 episode of The Muppet Show. But it was its 1988 re-release in the film Good Morning Vietnam, where it found an audience, hitting number 32 on the Billboard uh, Hot 100 that year. ABC used it again in 1989 as the theme song for Family Matters, but it was replaced after the fifth episode with an original song, As Days Go By. So, uh, if you couldn't have guessed it, here's one of my personal favorites, and hopefully yours, uh, uh, What a Wonderful World by the late, great Satchmo, Louis Armstrong. And here you go. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. I see skies of blue and clouds of white, the bright blessed day, the dark sacred night, and I think to myself, what a wonderful world. The colors of the rainbow so pretty in the sky are also on the faces of people going by i see friends shaking hands saying how do you do they're really saying i love you i hear babies cry much more than I never knew and I think to myself what a wonderful world yes I think to myself what a wonderful Great song, Beach. I, I thought it was a good pick. I, that, I, uh, that was so good. I put that in my senior slideshow in high school. Did you? Yeah, it was in our senior slideshow. Yeah, I thought. Uh, you know, it was it was interesting reading the story. You know, I mean, here, uh, you know, the it, it was such a good song. Yet, it's amazing how one man can can pull it back, and and it does great in the UK and suffers in the US, all because they never promoted it. 
uh, they, they said one of the issues was uh, they used it in Good Morning Vietnam, even though uh, Vietnam was set, I think, in 1966. And the song was in 68, but uh, they let that one go. Yeah. So you don't, you don't need complete historical accuracy. No, no, no. And it was, uh, you know, and I, I, that's, that's a movie. I, uh, you know, I haven't seen that movie in years. I just remembered being incredibly good. Mm-hmm. Great soundtrack. Great. And one of the first times Robin Williams did kind of a uh, more dramatic role. Mm-hmm. So anyway, thanks for playing that one, Billy. <clears throat> All right, Beach, let's go preview week number two in the Pac-12 for this 2023 final season. I've got Kyle's email pulled up. I'm ready to write down our picks. Okay. Get my sheet ready here. All right. Your sheet. First up, Oregon at Texas Tech. Hmm. You go first. Well, Kyle says, guns up, Texas Tech. I hate this, but I'm going to take Oregon. I'm going with Kyle. Okay. Next up, Utah at Baylor. I'm taking uh, Utah on this one. Kyle says Baylor will be ready. Utah misses their home field advantage. Baylor. I'm going to go with you and take Utah. Okay. Third game. Nebraska at Colorado. Hmm. Hmm. Huh. I'm going to go with Colorado. Kyle says they preseason predicted horrible Colorado could probably have won this game. Buffs win. Yeah, I'm going to take Colorado. Nebraska is just not very good. I mean, they lost another game the other day by a field goal with time as time ran out. Mm-hmm. They have lost so many one possession games under their last three head coaches. It's not even funny. That, I, that, I just, that's a team that has to learn how to win again. My my gut feeling is I, I just, and, and I don't know much about either of the two teams, but in my mind, I see Colorado being incredibly fast and I see Nebraska being incredibly slow. Yeah. That That's, that's just how I, I feel like the game is going to play out. Like All I right. just can't walk around. Next up. Tulsa at Washington. Oh, I think Washington's going to just wham, bam. Thank you, man. Kyle says Huskies are good at home. Huskies. I too am taking UW. Mm -hmm. Next up. Ooh, Wisconsin at Washington state. Hmm. I'm going to take the, I'm going to take the Cougs because they're at home and I want to see the Cougs do well. Kyle says, Cougar Gold is my cheese of choice. Cougs. Billy? Billy? 
think I'm going to take Wisconsin. All right, next up, Arizona at Mississippi State. I'm going to take Arizona. Kyle says, humid heat, Mississippi State for the win. I, too, am taking MSU. Okay. Next one, UCLA at San Diego State, so just down I-5. What's Kyle say? Kyle says, not what I want, but UCLA for the win. I'm going to go with Kyle. I'm going to take San Diego. Okay, a couple more here. Right, getting into uh, conference games, Stanford at USC. Hmm. I'm going to say USC because they're at home. All right, two, I'm taking USC. Kyle says, so much fight on and tribute to Troy, USC. Two more here. Auburn at Cal. Well, after Cal's dramatic showing, I'm going to go with Cal. Kyle says, jet lag and night game. Auburn burns out. Oski. I'm going to take Auburn. I'm just waiting for these teams to implode after what they did last week. Yeah, you know, that's that's the question. Was it oh, anomaly? I didn't read it right. Was it anomaly? Was it anomaly? Yeah. So I, I didn't read it right. Auburn burns out. Oski wow, wow, whiskey wee wee. That's the Oski cheer. Oski the, oh. the bear. Oski wow, wow, whiskey wee wee. As he's checking booze through his eye hole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay, last game we're picking. Oklahoma State at Arizona State. I'm taking Arizona State. Again, I'm liking the home thing. Kyle says, Cowboys take the win. I, too, am taking Oklahoma State. Wow. And then, Beach, UC Davis at Oregon State. And we always take the beeves, but yeah. it's going to be a great day to be a beaver. Cheesesteak yeah. day. Yes, cheesesteaks. Uh, I think it, it it won't be much of a game. Oregon State should dominate that game pretty well, pretty. I, I don't. I don't like to – you know, I hate when we say that, though. I'm hoping we play well. I hope when we perform well. Yeah. I, hope we I would like off. to see another game like last week. Yeah. Out there, workmanlike, go out, do what, you know, kind of impose your will on the other team. Mm-hmm. If we're going to throw the ball, we're going to throw the ball. If we're going to run the ball, we're going to run the ball. And there's yep. not much you can do to stop us. And we're going to make things hard on you to do anything. Yep. So I was really impressed with how Oregon State's defense – Um held that Cordero up, that quarterback, because, you know, he's a transfer from Hawaii, and he kind of ran over Oregon State a couple years ago mm-hmm. in Hawaii. And uh, I thought the Bees did a pretty good job of really kind of uh, buckling him up. So, yeah, yeah, they did a nice job. 
Trent Bray's done a really good job. Uh, that defense, yeah. Oregon State's defense. And I like I like their in-game uh, um, changes. Mm-hmm. You know how they, they uh, pivot and do and and change what they're doing depending on what the other side's trying to do. Mm-hmm. So. so yes, Beach, it is uh, Cheesesteak Day. Uh, kickoff is six o'clock. We will be out there early. I figure we'll have cheesesteaks going by about two, maybe one. Maybe one. Okay. Yeah, maybe one. Um, because that'd give us four hours. Yeah, probably one o'clock. Have cheesesteaks ready to go by one. I can start okay. cooking about noon. Okay. Sound good. Sounds good. Um, and we'll be doing cheesesteaks, deep fried stuff. Oh, I got some bad news. What's the bad news? The little munchers, the little cheese and jalapeno. I, I'm having a hard time getting those right now. The the the, the uh, stuffed Mexi fries. Yes. Having a hard time, but I ordered some other stuffed, uh, kind of tater tot things. Okay. But I think they're stuffed with cheese and bacon and chives. Oh well, that's not so bad. That sounds pretty good too. Yeah, so. I might bring some of my my empty out my freezer too and bring some stuff down. Okay. It will be deep frying stuff and uh, just having a good time. I am really looking forward to seeing that new stadium in all its glory. It's, it's, uh, you know, we, we got that early walkthrough in, in what was it, May? Mm-hmm. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see it finished off because we, you know, there, those seats weren't even finished and we couldn't even walk in the uh, the back. I don't know if you call that the, the entryway or the hallway or what do you call that behind, under the, behind the stadium. Mm-hmm. But, um, no, and, and interesting to see what all the food uh, food places are going to look like, and and what the uh, what the quality and and uh, prices are. I agree. I'm so. looking forward to it. Yeah, it'll be fun. I'm I'm stoked. It's going to be a great year. Hey, you know what? It started out well. That was solid. That's exactly what I wanted to see. And let's keep it going. You know, I always I always tell people words you told me a long long time ago. I just want to see constant improvement. Yep. So I, as long as we're, we're playing well and uh, we're constantly improving <laughs> our game and, and uh, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's, they, they it's going to be a great season. They obviously need to work on their punt game, mm-hmm. right? Because they had a punt blocked. And also one of the other punts wasn't a great punt. So we need to work on that a little bit. Well, but, let's hope that we never have to use our punter the rest of this season. That'd be a hell of a thing, wouldn't it? I want to have a punter in name only, but not an execution. All right, anything else to add, Beach? I got nothing. Are we? Are we? Are we, are we, are we yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> well, I want to thank everyone for listening to show number two hundred one of Olympic Participation. If you'd like to comment, send a suggestion, or ask a question, there should be a few ways to get in touch with us. Heinertailgator at gmail.com, at Heinertailgator on X, or Heinertailgator on Facebook. Remember, listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Uh, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio. Leave a rating and review. Beach. Billy. Hopefully next week we'll be a little more organized. Yeah, well, we didn't do too bad. No. I mean, we actually went to the game. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. we had first-hand information. Yeah, and a little flying by our seat of our pants today. So. It is what it is. Well, and it's, it's, a, it's a short week this week, so it's, always, it's like we're already closer to the game. Pretty much. Yeah. So. So, <sighs> first to two at home. Alrighty. Alright. So until next week, here's a great big go beeves.
What's up? I've been watching uh, Chappelle's show. I appreciate his sarcasm. Okay. Just so you know, I'm going to be raw-dogging this bitch. Okay, well, I raw-dog it all the time. So Because I don't have half my stuff written down for this show. Oh, come on. Because we got home at midnight last night. <laughs> so, I got up and went so to bed you, this morning. So do you even know the outcomes of any of the games? Yeah. Pac-12 won them all. Mm. Other than that, I don't know. Okay. But well, let's raw dog this bitch. But this is just what it is. Um, you have people want to hear from us. Do you have a song? I have a song. Okay. Is it up from our list? What? No, it's a different one. Okay, but does it fit in the theme? Yeah, it's what we like, right? And uh, I got Kyle's email, and we're raw dogging this bitch. You ready? I'm really raw dogging I'm going to get a drink of water here. Hopefully I don't get in a coughing fit. What the fuck is wrong with you? It's better today, but I'm still coughing. Because the pack went undefeated, Arizona State sounded like they were the winner on this one. Squeech. Yeah. Squeech. Can you hear me? Hello. 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 You there? Back inside the Southern Peach? Utah 20 yard line. Can you hear me? And it's blocked. Yeah, can you hear me? I can Picked hear you now. Okay, hold on. I got to do something here. Down I've got audio from a. Back in... There we go. Now talk to me. Can you hear me now? Yeah. <coughs> <coughs> I had some, um, uh, a news article playing back. And I had that, and I tried to. I tried to uh, mute it, and I was muting you, too. Oh, can you hear me? Mm-hmm. All right, Beach, that was good. Did you like my, my uh, update from Eugene? Yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> pretty funny. All righty, I'm going to let you go. Okay. Oh, make sure. To, oh, that better have recorded. Okay, good. <laughs> also, I was going to ask you right when we started, because normally you say we're recording, and you never said we're recording. Yeah. So it's going, it's going. All right. I have the last episode. I think it is. Nine, four. Yeah. All right. All right, BJ, I will talk to you later. Okay. You have a good night. All right. Bye. I like beer.